Welcome to the Sourcing Hero podcast produced by UNA, a group purchasing organization that empowers sourcing heroes and Art of Procurement, the world's largest procurement podcast network. I'm your host, Kelly Barner. The goal of the Sourcing Hero podcast is to capture the epic stories of people who are rising up and beating the odds to create exceptional value within procurement directly from those heroes themselves. Today, my guest here on the Sourcing Hero podcast is Chris Lance. Chris is a senior director at UNA, a group purchasing organization and the home of the Sourcing Hero. Chris joins me every month to tackle a current news story or a topic of interest from his own point of view, and we're never afraid to wade into interesting waters. So hi, Chris. Thanks for being back to join me here on the podcast. Oh, another month. I'm always ready. How are you doing, Kelly? I am doing just fine. And we're actually going to really take on something, I think, interesting from a general human standpoint, but also that has a lot of relevance in the workplace. And that's the idea of trust. Mm. So here are a few numbers that I pulled from recent MIT research. And we know it must be good research because it's based in Boston, so we can (laughs) trust it. Uh, But they found that trusting employees are 260% more motivated to work. They have 41% lower rates of absenteeism and are half as likely to start looking for another job. Hmm. But- Here's the catch. Only one in four workers trust their employer. So my first question for you, Chris, is have you ever worked for an employer, present company excluded, of course, but have you ever worked for an employer that broke or lost your trust? (laughs) Um, So, well, most certainly, yes, I have. Um, Though I, I do want to clarify, so when I say yes, the way I'm answering it is I'm looking, or I guess I'll say it this way. If you look at you know my list of experience, at a glance, it would probably look more limited. I was at each location for a good stint of time. So, But I, when I was e- at each one of those employers, though, I held a variety of different roles or worked mm-hmm. on different you know projects or initiatives. So when I'm speaking to employers, I'm really looking at it through the lens of like my leadership channel or their scope of influence, so more so, I'll say, individuals. It's, I digress, but it's rare for me to put a tremendous amount of faith in an actual ent- entity. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, after clarifying, even still, yeah, my answer is definitely yes. Um, what's interesting though, is what I'll say is that through my career, it's, it's actually happened less and less. Um, so I, while I want to say that, you know, part of that's just my EQ continuing to grow, I, I think the reality is just mistakes that have been made. And so when I say like, well, what kind of mistakes, I think that in the past, trust was damaged severely, but I think it was also because I shouldn't have really put trust in certain policies, programs, or even people to begin with, you know? So long way of saying, you know, that's, that's, I have a mixed bag of experiences, but there's been a lot of trust that I shouldn't have been given in the first place. Um, then I, I do have some experiences where I've, trust has been lost, but again, it was arguably maybe just a better understanding for me of what individuals could or could not do. And maybe it was my fault for not asking better questions, but a resounding yes, for sure. When I think of has trust been lost because of, because of like true malicious intent, sadly, you know, those numbers at one in four, like, yeah, I believe it, but I'm like, wow, that's, 
that's a lot of distrust. <laughs> it so. is a lot of distrust. Well, and it's funny because what you're sharing very mm-hmm. much matches my experience. I relatively early in my career, which probably aligns with what you're saying around there shouldn't have been any trust in the first place. But I found out by mistake that among my peer group, I was making something like half of what everybody else was making. And Mm -hmm. even though, and I'm very fair on the one hand, right? It was my responsibility to negotiate well and make sure that I was being paid commensurate with my experience. Mm -hmm. I couldn't help but feel like I had been taken advantage of. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to know people are going to talk and to have a little, I don't know, information bomb like that sort of lurking in the ranks of your team. It doesn't exactly lend itself to team spirit, trust of management, to have such a disparity in the exact same role. And I actually ended up leaving the company over it Mm -hmm. because by the time I had done research to figure out, well, what was I worth and what was I qualified to do, thinking, what am I doing here? (laughs) It is time to go. Um, So certainly in the workplace, I think a lot of people even listening in probably have similar stories Now, when I think about trust from a human standpoint, but still leaning towards a business angle, I instantly think about brands. And so I did a little bit of poking to see if I could find out what the most trusted brands in America are. And this is data from 2023. Mm -hmm. So I'll give you sort of the the top down. Uh, We start with Band-Aid, then UPS. Amazon, Lysol, Kleenex, Cheerios, Visa, Dove, the Weather Channel, which is interesting because they're wrong a lot, no fault of their own, but the weatherman's always wrong, and FedEx. So when I think about the companies that are in there, there are a couple of things that jump out to me. Mm -hmm. Uh, Five of them are in some way related to personal well-being, maybe as a result of COVID-19, you know, Lysol, Band-Aid, things like that. But then also supply chain companies, UPS, Amazon, FedEx. It's it's interesting to think about what are the types of brands that either through their own marketing programs or through consumer experience we come to trust. Can you think of any brands, well, either, let me say this, either commentary on the brands that are in that list or other brands you trust that are not in that top list? Hmm. Let me, let me see if I can do both. So, so, so real, real quick, I, I got to say it. It may not be a popular opinion, but that three out of five figure you're sharing coming out of COVID, you know, three out of five, you know, really being kind of like to- held to healthcare. Yep. That, that kind of like, wow, that kind of knocks me back on my heels. Now I'll just share, you know, the reason for that is, for me personally, I went on a journey. We'll say that through through <laughs> lockdowns, right? Didn't but, we all, Chris? Yeah, right, <laughs> right? We all. But but when I stepped, for me, it was almost the exact opposite. Like I, I, I looked around at variety of different companies, people, institutions that I had fought for mm. majority of my life that I could just rely on, and it was actually quite the opposite. I'll, I'll leave it alone. I'll leave it there. <laughs> but. Moving on, what I'll say, you know, the first name that jumped out to me was Band Band Aid. Yeah. Um, and also, 
you know, I think you had mentioned Kleenex and part of me make, scratches my head and I'm like, hmm, is this trust or is this just really good branding? Like I know we did this exercise in the past where you would hold up like an item and people would call it what it's supposed to be. And just to see oh, the power yeah. of brand, like you'd hold up a, you know, an adhesive bandage and it's like everybody says Band-Aid <laughs> or nobody says, can you pass me a facial tissue, right? No. Like, can I have a Kleenex? So, yes. but, but at the same time, I'm not really surprised. Both of those do have um, at least trustworthy quality. Um, nobody really skimps on Band-Aids or facial tissue. No. I am surprised that we saw Kleenex and not toilet paper. I think we can all, <laughs> we can all agree that ply thickness matters. That's <laughs> right? an excellent observation. <laughs> but, There's no uh, toilet paper on this list. Right. But because, well, that's what everybody went out and bought, remember, through lockdowns True. or was the, the crisis. So, but anyways, I 100% agree with you. I did, I did, I do chuckle. When I think of the Weather Channel, I think, and I'm not throwing shade, but it's like, it's one of the only professions where people expect you to have some degree or variance of wrong in your statement, but will stu- still tune in every single morning and then build their entire day around the claims <laughs> that are made. It's like, how do, how do you get a job like that? Um, the second part of your question, what I'll say, top brands for me, I'm just firing from the hip. I'd probably say the two that stand out are Duracell. Oh. And 3M. And I say that because they both carry products that I use either at the home, gym, a variety of different training scenarios in the yard for the car. And I can't, I was, I was trying, I'm trying to think, I, I can't think of a time where they have like let me down or I'm using one of those products and I'm kind of like, eh, I don't know if this is going to work. So final answer for me, I have to say Duracell and 3M. Those would be the brands that would jump out. Interesting. Well, and you almost wonder, and this is based on a morning consult poll, but I don't have the question that was actually asked. So we have a little bit, the data dissociated from the question. Mm -hmm. When I take your approach of looking to see what's not here, I'm with you hundred percent on the TP. (laughs) I'm surprised there's not like a chocolate brand like Hershey. I think to me, Hershey is like goodness and America and holidays. And so I'm a little bit surprised that a, a food brand like Hershey's not there. Well, um, did you did, uh, did you read off Dove? I did read off maybe, Dove. Eh, maybe that's where they're trying. Maybe they're you know what? Yeah. I assumed that was body wash, but yeah. you are absolutely right. That could be Dove bars. Maybe. Maybe that's where they're getting the extra percentage points there. <laughs> <laughs> it just bumped them up over yeah, the top onto the bit. bottom of the list. Um, <clears throat> but the other two that I think about one is Burt's Bees, sort of like a Ooh. naturally like mm-hmm. chapstick and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other one, and this is where for me, you know, trust as in like blind faith, Waze, you know, W-A-Z-E, like the app on your phone. Oh, yeah. I, I don't use it around town, but if I'm going any further than 15, 20 minutes, I'll pop it in because, well, first of all, if you've ever driven anywhere in Massachusetts, Mass Pike, 290, 495. You know, anything could go wrong at any point and you could get stuck on a highway. Mm-hmm. So if you're going more than 15 minutes from home, you you turn on the nav app. But I will think to myself, I know how to get to this place and Waze is telling me to do something different. And there's that moment where you stop and think, I always trust the app. And sometimes I suspect it's messing with me. <sighs> think This really, how could it make more sense to get off the highway and take a left that involves a stop sign than to just stay on the highway even if there's a little bit of traffic. Yeah. I tell you what, I trust them. If Waze tells me to get off the highway, 
I get off the highway. Um, so as we're, as we're having this conversation, I would love to hear anybody listening in. If you find this on LinkedIn, Twitter, this conversation, pop your own trusted brand into the comment stream. Um, now, if we apply this to procurement, I started to think about the importance of becoming a customer of choice. And in order to do that, procurement needs to earn the trust of our suppliers. Mm-hmm. And I found an interesting article by Kate Fatasic. She's a, a good friend of mine from a long time back, the whole Vested Way series of books. And she talks about how trust starts with cultural fit. That's actually a quote from, from one of her articles. And she says, cultural fit in a trading partner relationship can be summed up as having similar perspectives on how organizations work communicate and make decisions. Hmm. So Chris, I think you're great at building relationships and and forming partnerships with people. Do you have any opinion on why cultural fit plays an important role in the trust building process? (sighs) Yes. So that's a good, it's a, it's a really deep question. Um, and it so, but I, but it, it's weird because it's like a, it's a deep question, but I think the answer is simple, but it's like, well, okay, but can I articulate it? <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> so, so I'm of the opinion that they're both so important um, because they're both foundational. Mm. Um, so, also from Boston, there's this, uh, there's a, mo- a quote from a movie that's set in Boston. And I don't know if it's just something about the vibe of those types of cities, like when it's like Boston, Chicago, like there's something about it, right? But the quote is, I always believed it was the things you don't choose that makes you who you are, your city, your neighborhood, your family. People here take pride in these things, like it was something they'd accomplished. The bodies around their souls, the cities wrapped around those. Such a, such a powerful quote. That's an awesome quote. What yeah. movie is that from? Well, it's a pretty heavy movie. It's very, very good. It's called uh, Gone Baby Gone. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, phenomenal movie. Um, but so it's such a powerful quote, but I think it's yeah. because just like trust, culture, cultural fit, worldview, whatever we're going to call it, it's depending on the moment, it's seemingly everything, right? Um, I think that's almost why it's easier to... <laughs> Go with me. I might be reaching a little bit, but I think that's why it's easier to trick someone than it is to convince them that they've been tricked. Because what what you're uh, doing is you're calling into question like personal and foundational understandings, where like it's like the ground seems to be shifting underneath. And so, typically, when you're relying on trust, it's maybe in a tense or an uncertain or a an unknowing situation. And so if you don't have that cultural fit to rely on or any truly established trust, everything seems re- really shaky. Um, now, I will say that even if there's not alignment on cultural, cultural fit, I think you can still you can still build trust. I think it makes it just infinitely more difficult. I mean, because again, you can't have trust without even a safe space to work through trust at yes. times. It's like, because at, at, the, at the end of the day, right, it's Trust isn't anything that's that's passive. It's it's something that's earned, but then it also needs to be preserved and maintained. Very much like a culture or a cultural fit. It's it should be something that's just kind of there or innate. Um, so I don't know. It was kind of a wordy way to say it. Maybe corporate of me to not really answer, but <laughs> I think um, the two of them they almost they they have to go hand in hand 
for for a perfect situation or scenario. But I think that you can wrestle through a lack of a cultural fit or issues with trust if you at least have maybe one or the other. So. Well, and it's interesting, and I'll agree with you on the both point. They're mm. both things that you don't tend to think about until there's a problem. Yes. Like yes. I don't really walk around thinking to myself like, do I trust that guy or do I trust this person I meet with monthly or do I trust this, I don't know, somebody we're hosting an event with? Mm-hmm. You sort of, or I'll speak for myself, I tend to give people benefit of the doubt. So I enter every situation within reason, trying to trust everybody. Mm-hmm. But once you start asking yourself, I don't know, do I trust or do I align with this person? Do we work the same way? Do we think the same way? Kind of mm-hmm. getting to that cultural fit question in a way that it would actually pop up in your head because I've literally never asked myself, do I have a cultural fit in this situation? Yeah. No, but you start to feel those like, I don't know if these people are like me. I, I don't, mm, I think we're making decisions based on on different things. So it's it's almost like you start to think about them once something has challenged the alignment, mm. something has challenged the trust. And once you get to the point where you can't give that benefit of the doubt anymore, you almost start working the other way, explaining to yourself yeah. why someone is doing something to attempt to sabotage the situation or, right. or take advantage of you. It's very hard to repair once you reach that point. It really is. It's, well, and I think this is not a quote. I mean, this everybody's heard it, right? But it's the hardest thing in the world to gain and one of the most difficult yes. things to, or yeah, easiest thing to lose and one of the hardest things to gain. And so, yeah, I think what you just said, you, you absolutely nailed it, Kelly. Yeah. So let me ask you this as, as we get ready to wrap. You know, we've talked about you know, brands that we trust, building trust in a business setting. Uh, We've thought about trust between an employee and a manager or a company, but that's all us deciding whether or not we trust. Mm -hmm. If you find yourself in a situation and you recognize that you want another person or a team to trust you, if you are trying to build trust, do you have any things that you do or any advice that you would share that that you think create that safe space where that trust can form and grow? Yeah, I mean, it, I don't want to oversimplify it. Um, Anthony says all the time, he's like, well, I'm from Missouri. You're going to have to show me, right? <laughs> you know? And so really my, my knee-jerk reaction is, well, I'll just, I'll just show them. Whatever, whatever needs to be shown, j- kind of just do it. Um, Especially in this day and age, a lot of people have uh, opinions. We'll, we'll talk. We'll say a lot of things. But who's going to actually show up? Can you can you prove this out? Can you show me? Because I think once you start to do what you say you're going to do, people don't have a reason to to look over your shoulder or question: Is something going to get done? Um, are you going to deliver? Is is that going to be handled? Just different things like that. Now, not everybody is like you, Kelly, or myself, where it's like, well, I'm going to give people the benefit of the doubt. And then if I start to get burned or things aren't, don't seem to be adding up, maybe I'll take a different approach. I think, I think I hate using the term because I've used it so many times, but like meeting in the middle or reaching across the aisle, but I'll say it this way. I'd probably work to find alignment Mm. in area, in areas that are completely different. So is there anywhere else in life that that we can connect, that we can build rapport around, if for nothing more, like even if it's for nothing more than just to understand where they may be coming from? Like if 
if you wanted to be that se- that selfish, right? And I don't want to understand your point. I just want to see where yeah. you're coming from. At the very little, that would be a way to get there, right? To understand, I'm using that word again, worldviews, but like, why, why are you looking at something from this perspective? But I don't know, for me, it, it, it seems kind of natural. I, I try to teach, teach or uh, treat most situations, like how would I, how would I want to be approached in this situation? How would I likely handle this situation? But I'm smiling because I'm like, well, if you could make a note, Kelly, let's let's revisit this question <laughs> and trust on maybe you do a how it started versus how it's going maybe a year or two from now. So my my daughter starts middle school tomorrow. And so we are actually oh, entering prayers up, Chris. Yeah, new levels of trust <laughs> and, and understanding. And so we how do I say that? We will both be learning a ton over the next few weeks and months and years. So Let's put a pin in this question. Let me think on a little bit further. Like, what will I do when a trust starts to get questioned? Well, I have a feeling she's been raised right. So I'm I'm putting my my hope in a good place. There you go. And I will absolutely come back around this because I do think that the idea of trust and how we signal it and how we make decisions about it evolves as we do, as we mature and as we experience things. Um, Chris, this has been, yeah. I think, one of my favorite conversations that we've had. I love getting the opportunity to go into some of these different things that are certainly relevant to procurement, but maybe aren't quite so narrow around the topic as as a lot of things tend to stick. If people listen to today's conversation and they want to connect with you, they want to learn more, where would you send them? Uh, So LinkedIn, you can always check me out on LinkedIn, Chris with a K, uh, K K-R-I-S. or you can go to our website. It's una, so una.com. And then if you go to about us, there should be all sorts of beautiful people out there. And you can find my face and, and mash it. And then that should get you in touch, touch with me as well. Alternatively, if you just want to, if it's like a very pointed or specific question, you can just kick me an email. It's just chris, K-R-I-S at una.com. Especially if you have advice around middle schoolers. Yeah, yeah, please. please feel free to offer please. that. Yeah. Up. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Awesome, Chris. Thank you so much for being back with me. Always a pleasure. Thanks, Kelly. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Sourcing Hero Podcast. Join us again next time for more true stories of sourcing and business heroism performed by your colleagues and peers. Look for the Sourcing Hero wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe. Finally, don't forget... Sourcing heroism is taking place all around us every day. Keep your eyes open and you're bound to see it. Until next time, I'm your host, Kelly Barner. Stay well and always remember that you can be a hero too.